There we go. Hey, y'all, welcome. There we go. Oh, we back in there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Good morning. How y'all doing today? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, my God. Oh, good morning. <laughs> this looks better. I did not know we were not um, connected. We use a software and we were not connected on one of our platforms. So forgive me for that. I didn't realize that. I was just talking and having a good time. But now we are connected absolutely everywhere. So good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I'm Lakeisha M. Johnson, a.k.a. L.M.J. Um, that's from my radio days. So y'all um, stick with me. Um, I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful for who God is. I'm grateful for what God is doing in our lives. I'm grateful for um, his faithfulness. I'm grateful for um, his mercy. I'm grateful for how well he loves me. Um, even when I don't love myself well, I'm grateful for um, just um, how he comforts me, how he thinks of me. I'm grateful for just, oh my God, my son's I'm grateful for um, my uh, grandsons. I'm grateful for my parents. My parents are still living. And so I'm grateful for them. Um, I'm just grateful in all things and all things I have learned, no matter the circumstance or the situation, to give thanks, right? To thank God for what he does, to thank God for how he thinks of me, to thank God. There we go. There we go to thank God, um, to be reminded that um, I am nothing without God. <laughs> like I am nothing without God. I am nothing without God. Um, I can't take credit for the things that God does. I refuse to take credit for the things that God does. So I'm just grateful. I'm so grateful. Good morning, Liberta. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning, Katina. Good morning, Tremaine. Good morning, Lavenda. Good morning again, sweet Nia. Good morning, Patricia. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Sirfield. Good morning, Stasi. Good morning, Katina. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Roslyn. Good morning, Cherie. Good morning, my Renaissance grandma. Good morning, Carla. Good morning, Miss Hazel. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Makisha. Good morning, Kirby. Rosalind Claudette. Massa. Massa. Don't make me cry. Thank you. Good morning, Teresa. I am your LMJ. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Tremaine. Good morning, saying hey. Good morning, Patricia. Trina. Good morning, Kirby. Good morning, Teresa. Hey, Jess, Jess. Good morning, Jasmine. Good morning, Malisha. Hey, y'all. Hey, Instagram. I don't want to leave y'all out. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning, Shanquita. Hey, Tiff, Tiff. Um, good morning, Shamana. Good morning this morning. Good morning, Miss Joyce. Um, how y'all doing this morning? Good morning, Miss Sandra. Jamika. Hey, baby. Um, Marie. Good morning, Hunter. Good morning, Rodney. Um, welcome, welcome to Coffee and Conversations. Um, we're going to get started. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Woo! I thank you, Lord. I bless you. I praise you. Father God, first of all, we want to come before you, come in your presence um, and ask for forgiveness. Um, Lord, create in us a clean heart, renew a steadfast spirit in us, Lord God. If there is anything in our life that doesn't belong there, that hasn't brought you glory, we repent now in the name of Jesus. 
And Father God, we just ask that you forgive us of our sins. We want to clear the way this morning. Uh, forgive us of the sins that we uh, know and the ones that we don't know. Lord God, make us more aware of the things that don't please you because we want to please you. We want to honor you, Lord God. Um, and we just glorify you, Lord. We glorify your name. We glorify and thank you for your goodness. We extol you. We bless you. We thank you, Father God, um, for Jesus. We thank you for Holy Spirit. We thank you for the favor you've given us, Father God, when we didn't even deserve it. Lord God, when you put us in places of preferential treatment, and it wasn't because of what we did, it was because of who you are, Lord God. I thank you, Father God. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. I bless you, I praise you, I magnify you. You are the one true God. You are the Father, the King of Kings. You are the great I am. You are El Shaddai. You are my beginning. You are my end. You are my safe place. Woo! You hide me, Father God, from the hand of my enemies. And I say thank you. There were some things that probably tried to come against me. And I'll say thank you, Lord God. I just bless you, praise you, and say thank you. I want to give you something real quick, and then we're going to continue on um, what we were kind of continued on yesterday. There's a particular scripture, and it's in Deuteronomy, and I'm going to try to look it up. And God is talking to the children of Israel when he is um, bringing them out. And it's not Deuteronomy 28 that talks about the blessings. It's either the eighth or the 12th verse. I'm going to go look. But he tells them, he says, do not forget. <laughs> he says, he says, be careful to follow every command I'm giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord God promised on oath to your ancestors. He says, be careful. That's so the first thing. That's the way the Lord starts this chapter saying this is the way the Lord starts this chapter. Mischief. He starts the chapter of the eighth verse to be careful. He, he starts with sort of a warning. And sometimes when we hear warning from God, we get apprehensive because we think what comes after warning is like destruction or what comes after warning is punishment, right? But in this case, the Lord was warning them because what would follow what he was giving them would be a blessing. Oh, come on, shake us this morning, Holy Spirit. What will follow them after this would be a blessing, right? So he would say to them, he said, be careful to follow every command I'm giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to the ancestors. So he tells them, he says, be careful to follow every command I'm giving you today. Um, I, you don't get to. Can I tell you something to possess? I don't come on, Holy Spirit, to possess the blessing. And I'm not talking about. Um, Oh my gosh, I went to a Bible study last night and it just empowered me and encouraged me about the work that God wants to do through us. Um, and when I talk about possessing the blessing, I'm really talking about the divine positioning of God. We have equated the blessing of God to things for way too long. And things come from seeking the kingdom of heaven. It does. They come from seeking the kingdom of heaven. But when we need to possess the blessing, we're talking about being in God's position for where he's calling us. We're talking about being in God's positioning so that we can increase. We're talking about being in God's positioning so we can live. And if you have reduced 
this to just you. You are already out of order of kingdom's way. Kingdom has nothing to do about you, right? This is eight in first verse. Kingdom has nothing to do about you. Can you write that in your notes? If we can gather this, right? Remember the scripture that says God knows your heart. Like he knows what's in your heart that's not from him. He is not gonna bless. I, I, you need to hear this. He's not gonna bless what's in your heart that's not from him. He is not that kind of God. His desire is that your will lines up with his will. So when he was telling them, do not forget the Lord thy God, he was saying, be careful to follow every command I'm giving you today so you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land that the Lord God promised you, right? So he says, this, this kingdom really don't have, if we could ever get this, and learn to live unselfish. We will possess things that are supposed to be added unto us so that we could go do a greater kingdom work. If we could ever gather ourselves together that the resources that God gives to us is not about ourselves. My God, we will find ourselves in a position, right? We will find ourselves in a position um, to do greater work for the kingdom, right? The kingdom has something to do with you, but it has nothing to do with like what you get. That's what I mean when I said the kingdom has nothing to do with you. I mean, it has nothing to do with um, the houses, the cars, um, the money and all that other stuff. That comes with seeking the Lord. And when we properly seek the Lord, then what happens for us, it rightly gets us into the position of the blessing. The blessing has to do with the position. It puts us in the position, right? It puts us in the position. And so he says, remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and to test you in order to know what was in your heart. Woo! Come on. He said, I led you in the wilderness to humble and to test you in order to know whether or not you were in your heart, whether or not you would keep my commands. When you didn't have anything, what were you doing? Were you continuing to sow? Were you continuing to give? Were you continuing to be humble? Were you continuing to go, go to places, Ebony, that he instructed you to go? Were you continuing to do the things that he was asking you to do? Because he said, I was testing you so that I could know your heart. Woo! I was testing you so that I could see if you would follow me. Because here's the thing that I know personally. If you won't follow him, I'm just telling you, if whatever in your heart is not humbled um, when you are going through, then when you get, you will not be humble. You, you will not, you will not, you will not be humble. You will not. I've been there before. I've been there before. I remember my grandparents died and left us an inheritance. And because the Lord had not dealt, because I had not allowed, the Lord had been trying to deal with me, but because I had not allowed the Lord to really um, deal with my heart because I had not learned Dietrich to be content when I did not have and I would go and make things up for myself like I would go and pursue wealth for myself I would go and make something shake for Lakeisha right can I just be honest for a second and because I was always positioning myself instead of waiting on God the minute that what what something that belonged to me came to me I squandered it and I wasted it Because I didn't allow God to deal with me and humble me um, 
and so and I and I was not positioning myself to follow his commands. Instead of following his commands, I was making things happen for myself. And every time I made something happen for myself, what it said to God was that I don't I don't obey and trust you. Um, and it don't have to be all around the board. It could be in a particular area. I don't obey and trust you with my finances. I don't obey and trust you with my marriage. I don't obey and trust you with my sons. I don't obey and trust you with my career. So when I was making something shake me, making something shake for Lakeisha, um, and when the tests were coming, um, some of y'all been in the same test again and 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 again, again. And I promise you, if the test keeps resurfacing, right, there is somewhere we do not have revelation. I got revelation on something last night that I needed. There is somewhere we don't have revelation. And wherever that place is that we don't have revelation, we are not applying and walking in and trusting the truth to the word of God. So he says, remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. <laughs> he humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feed you with manna, which neither nor your ancestors had known to teach you that man does not live on bread alone. Jesus repeats this when he's in the wilderness and Satan is trying to tempt him. Woo, come on. Jesus repeats this when he is in the wilderness and Satan is trying to tempt him and Satan is trying to tell him, take these stones and turn them into bread, right? Jesus is in the same position. And Jesus says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of God's mouth. This Bible, this, this Bible that we have, that is the word. That is the word. And we like to eliminate the word from what we want to do. Woo! Because we're trying to have what we want to have. Come on now. So this is what he says. I'm going to skip around. He says, your clothes did not wear out and your feet did not swell during these 40 years. No, then in your heart, that is a man disciplines his son. So the Lord God disciplines you. Sixth verse, observe the commands of the Lord your God walking in obedience to him and revering him for the lord your god is bringing you into a good land Woo! come on the lord is god is bringing you into a good land a land with brooks streams and deep springs gushing out into the valleys of hills a land with wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates and olive oil and honey a land where Bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing. A land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper. When you have eaten and satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good of the land he has given you. Be careful, warning them again, that you do not forget the Lord your God failing to observe his commands. When the Lord starts speaking to you like this through scripture, you got to ask the Lord, what are the commands that you have for me in this season? What are things? Because the blessing of the Lord always has direction. Woo! Come on. Whatever God is telling you, starting a business, orchestrating a business, operating in a business, starting a ministry, going into marriage. Woo! The Lord God, for the last um 30 something days, the Lord God has had, I can tell everybody connected to me. The um, and it's been a little bit more over 30 days. Thank you, Lord. It's probably been about a year and a half that the Lord God has had me consecrating myself in a position and place for marriage. Sometimes I failed, sometimes I was right, so on. But the last 30, 30 or more days, maybe 60 days, 
the intensity of God cleaning out my heart and dealing with things in my heart so that I could be prepared for what's come. He has brought me to a place of inspection so that he could deal with my with my heart so that um, he's able to trust me. I'm going to help you ladies today. So that he is able to trust me with his son. Not just his son. I'm the prize. I'm the favor. No, there is a responsibility to Lakeisha for this as well. I didn't tell my friends I was on a con I can speak about it now because the Lord is pushing it out of me. I didn't tell my friends I was on a consecration for marriage, presenting myself before the Lord so that he could inspect my heart because this was something that was between me and this was something between God and he needed to deal with me in a place. And I wrote my last future king today that I posted on my wall kind of as my closure to what God was doing in this season, right? There is always a command. There are always instructions. God will always put you in a position and a place to deal with you before he brings you into the place of whatever the blessing is, whether it's marriage, whether it's children, especially, can I tell you something? I feel like when it's been something that is this last 60 days, thank you, Holy Spirit, well, especially when it's something that you desire and you may have wrong thinking towards, you may have the capacity to create or to treat it as an idol. So the Lord always, can you put that in the notes? The Lord always has instructions. Woo! The Lord always has instructions. He always has an instruction for the blessing. There is an instruction for the blessing. You got to know that there is an instruction for the blessing. So he says, be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his degrees that I'm giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, you when you build, find houses and settle down. And when your herds find houses and settle down. And when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase, and all you have is multiplied, then it's the 14th verse, eight, we still in part eight, 14. He said, then your heart will become proud. He's telling them already. He said, if you forget, if you forget me, <laughs> if you fail to observe the commands, if you fail to live in the laws and the degrees, this is what he's saying. He said, if you fail to do these things, he says, I'm telling you, I'm telling you now what's getting ready to happen, right? Here's what's going to happen. If you forget me, you are going to become proud. <laughs> this is what he said. You will forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You will forget what God, this is what he said. He says, if you don't do, if you don't connect me, if you don't connect me to this thing, if you don't understand I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life, and the only way to possess the blessing is through me. The only way we come through the Father is through Jesus Christ. Come on now. If you forget these things, he says, then you're going to be you're going to be proud and you will forget the Lord God who brought you out of Egypt, which means you will make the blessing about you. You will make the positioning about you. You will make um, what he's called you to do about you. You will see through skewed perspective. You will see through skewed eyes. Um, you, you will not hunger and seek righteousness. You will be puffed up. 
right? You will be um you will um be haughty, you will be exalted, right? Because you will make it as if um 17 verse, right? You may say to yourself, My power and the strengths of my hands have produced this for me. And it's not just enough to acknowledge, Patsy. It's not enough just to acknowledge and go, oh, the Lord has blessed me. You got to position yourself humbly. I hear you, Lord, to know. Because if not, you'll say, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this well for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he. Woo! Come on, y'all. Get it. Get it. It is he. You better put this in your notes. It is he. You you don't get nothing on your, don't let this world make you think you getting this on your own. He said, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce well and so confirms his covenant because of your righteous covenant in Christ Jesus. Remember I told you yesterday, you're done with the old nature. The old script is thrown out. You have a new script, Right. The new script that you have is according to your righteousness. The new script that you have that's according to your righteousness, right, is a covenant. You are a covenant. God is a covenant-keeping God, right? So the new script is written, right? He gives you the ability. For it is he, the Lord thy God, that gives you the ability. So he says, if you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods, Come on, y'all. Worship and bow down to them. You can make yourself an idol. You can make your husband an idol. You can make the ministry an idol. You can make the business an idol. You can make the giftings an idol. Uh, You can make the money an idol. This is what he says. He says, if you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and worship and bow down to them. He said, I testify against you today that you will surely be destroyed. In the very beginning, he said, thou shalt have no other God before me. When he was giving them the laws of the Old Testament, saying thou shalt have no other God before me, he knew that if they worshiped and served a bo- uh, another God in the flesh, that it would end to a death and they would never experience the things that they were supposed to experience in the spirit. Ooh, come on. This is good this morning. Come on. Come on. One more. Let's go. We're going to Deuteronomy 12. I hear you, Lord. Right. So this is Deuteronomy 12. He says, there are the decrees and laws you must be careful to follow in the land. So he's not going to just give you the the instructions. He's he's pruning, processing, positioning your heart while you're in the wilderness. Come on, put that in my notes. For some of y'all who've been, I'm in this wilderness too long. It's dry in this wilderness. Well, he can make streams in the wilderness. He can supply you in the wilderness. He can feed you in the wilderness. But you're still in the wilderness for a reason because he's doing, he's destroying things in you. He's producing um, something in you while you're in it. So in the wilderness, he is testing you and he is prepping you for what's next so that you do not mishandle the blessing. Stop complaining about the wilderness. Come on. Stop complaining. Do not complain about the wilderness. Do not complain about the dry places. Stop complaining about what God has not worked out yet. Make today the day that you will never complain again, Michelle, that you'll never complain again, Rosalind, that you'll never complain again, Courtney. And I'm talking about that you'll never complain again. And we can do subtle complaints, right? And we try to wrap it in prayer. But in the wilderness, it's a process because he needs to cleanse your heart 
from the things that could later produce an idol that would leave you in a position, Jordan, where you would walk in the flesh and not your spirit. So he's going to do that. He's going to position you in the wilderness. He's, he's going to give you a command. He's going to give you instructions. And then when you get to the place of the blessing, remember the blessing is a spiritual thing. The blessing is not things. The blessing is a supernatural position that we operate from in the place of kingdom where we can lay hands on the sick and they will recover, where we can decree. Come on, a thing. Y'all got to see this thing deeper and bigger and better and more tangible than a car or a house or whatever. So then Deuteronomy 12, y'all stick with me. These are the decrees and laws. You must be careful to follow in the land that the Lord, the God of your ancestors has been giving you to possess. So no long, not, not only is he dealing with your heart in the wilderness, not only is he humbling you in the wilderness, not only is he giving you and providing for you because he never not provided for you in the wilderness. It may not have looked like what you want, but he had never not provided for you in the wilderness, right? He is also giving you the instructions to come into the land. This is what you need to do to come into the land. And I'm telling you, watch out for strife in this season because he loves to bring strife in so that you will not follow the instructions, right? Strife will make you abort the instructions. Strife causes division. Strife puts us in a position and place where we won't agree with each other, right? So then he wants, he's going to give you instructions to the land. And then once you get in the land, there are some instructions and some decrees that you must be careful to follow. So Lord God, what am I, what are the instructions for me while I'm in the good of the land? Woo! What are the instructions? And can I tell y'all something for my spiritually deep people? You can cover complaining. I'm going to my prayer partner. We're over discussing. It's okay to discuss. It's okay to figure it out. But you can put it in complaining, especially when you're trying to pick another pick another person apart or trying to decipher having how another person thinks or how your or your job operates. So just ask Lord, show me where complaining is. Right? Okay, hold on. So he says, there are the decrees and the laws you must be careful to follow in the land and that the Lord, the God, as your ancestors has given you to possess. As long as you live in the land, the decrees, the instructions, the wisdom that God gave you and God gives you so that you can possess the blessing. Come on now. Right. So that you can properly steward this thing. You are supposed to operate in those things until he moves you to another position. Now, for those of us who are used to, I like to move ahead of God. I'm going to call myself a reformed move ahead of God person. For those of us that like to move ahead of God, this will be hard. And the reason that this will be hard is because we so used to making something shake for ourselves, right? Right? And when we feel uncomfortable, and I've learned recently that uncomfort and anxiety can look alike. And when uncomfort and anxiety tend to look alike, then what typically tends to happen is that I either try to force a blessing or I get impatient and I disconnect from the blessing. But the instructions the Lord gives you, you are to follow. Yet yeah, be still and know I'm God. You are to follow as long as you live in the land. He says, destroy completely 
all the places on the high mountains, on the hills, under every spreading tree where the nations you are dispossessing worshiped their God. Break down their altars, smash their sacred stones, and burn their Asherah poles in the fire. Cut down the idols of their gods and wipe out the names from their places. It says, you must not worship the Lord your God in their way. Woo! I don't care where the blessing positions you. I'm almost out of here. You are not to worship God in a way that are that is pleasing to the people around you. You are to stick to what you know. You are to stick to, to what you know to be true. You are not placed on this earth to make people comfortable. You are not. You are not to make people comfortable. So you must not worship the Lord your God in their way, but you are to seek the place the Lord your God will choose from among all your tribes to put his name there for his dwelling, to that place you must go. So he's talking about a temple or wherever they were to worship. He talked to them about their free will offerings. He says, there in the presence of the Lord your God, you and your family shall eat and shall rejoice in everything you have put your hand to because the Lord your God has blessed you. And the blessing, there is a particular possession of his presence that comes with it. Why? Because you need his presence to maintain it. So don't let nobody pull you into no process that's outside the alignment of what God has called you. Come on, Miss Sandra that God has called you to live in, right? Ms. Andrew said, Holy Spirit, help me to stay in the flow, right? He says, he says, you are not, and then he goes, he said, you are not to do as we do here today. Everyone do as they see fit. Since you have not yet reached the resting place and the inheritance of the Lord your God has given you, you ain't reached it yet, but you will cross the Jordan, settle on the land. The Lord your God has given you as an inheritance and he will give you rest, from all your enemies around you so that you will live in safety. So you ain't got to be looking over your shoulders in this season, right? Then to the place the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for his name. There you are going to bring everything I commanded you, your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes. When people be talking about the law, the tithe is before the law, your tithes and special gifts and all the choice possessions you have vowed to the Lord. Right. And then he tells them to rejoice and all of us. And he tells them how to do it. He tells them how to handle it. Right. I want to skip to the 21st. This is when the Lord your God has enlarged your territory as he promised you. Right. He said, and you crave meat and say, I would like some meat. Then you may eat as much of it as you want. If the place where the Lord your God chooses to put his name is too far away from you, you may slaughter animals from the Lord. He is giving them clear instructions, right? He is giving them clear vows. He is telling them, right? He is telling them what to do, right? My God, he is telling them. And in the 29th verse, he tells them, he says, the Lord your God will cut off before you the nations you are about to invade and dispossess. But when you have driven them out and settled in their land, the Lord is even telling, to, telling them that he, he, he is going to do this thing and not we ourselves. He ends the 32 verse in Deuteronomy 12. See that you do all our command and do not add to it or do not take away. If you look in the verse of eight in the 20 and the 12 verse, he, 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 he brings you 
to possess the land as he promised. You ain't got to do it on your own. I hope you take, is that it? My God, that's not even where I was going. Y'all got all these beautiful notes. He, he, he brings you to the blessing. He teaches you how to take care of the blessing. <laughs> he deserves the best from you for the blessing. That's why he was giving them instructions about their vows, their tithes. He deserves the best from you for the blessing. You should never take care, credit for the blessing, right? You need to follow all the instructions. You need to give the wisdom, the knowledge. Y'all need to add nothing else to it. <laughs> and then it is not for you to do. He causes the blessing. The blessing is not about things. It is about a positioning in the kingdom so that you can walk in the authority of Christ Jesus that needs to pour out in your life to wherever he's called you, to disciple, to the arts, to music, um, to fashion, to whatever, ministry, to me, to need. We all have some form of ministry. So that when you get there, you show up differently and you're not acting like everybody else and that you are in a position. Come on. He brings you to the blessing. He teaches you how to possess it. So if you are even in your wilderness sit, sit, season, I'm going to tell you like I always, like I've been quoting lady, Jay, um, preparation is not time wasted. Ooh, preparation. Stop thinking being in the wilderness is the worst thing. Preparation is not time wasted. Let me pray. Father God, I thank you today um, that you are healing us in our traumatic places um, that you already dealt with when we accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Thank you for healing us. Thank you for the instructions. Thank you for the wisdom. Thank you for rerouting us. Thank you for divinely positioning us in a place. Thank you for ordering our steps. Um, thank you for our wilderness season. Thank you, Lord God, for crossing over into new territory. Give us the wisdom. Give us the knowledge. Give us increase our discernment. Father God, we forgive ourselves from the places that we have failed you in the past. We forgive ourselves. We release ourselves. We ask that you forgive us when we have not followed the instructions and we have done things our own way. We thank you, Lord God, that you are a God that is giving us a second chance to possess our place in kingdom so that we can do more for your glory. Forgive us if we misused the money. Forgive us, Father God, if we um, misused people. Lord God, this is a season of stewardship. Let us be better stewards of our time, of our relationships, of our money, of even our vehicles, of the resources. Lord God, this is a season of stewardship. I hear you, Lord God. So teach us, Holy Spirit, be with us, Go with us, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Woo! Y'all, that was good. Two things. Lord places on your heart um, to give, right? Go over to the website. You can go over to lmjministries.org and give there. You find out all the ways that you can give. Cash app, dollar sign, LMJ. L-M-J-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. PayPal, all those things are right there. Go give. Um, partner with us. Um, feed the streets, do projects. You can find out all the ways we give. Um, it helps to continue to get the gospel of Jesus Christ 
throughout the world, right? So thank you for, and thank you to all our continuous partners. You are making the difference in kingdom. Um, my last thing is if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, um, here's where I want you to do. This was the thing that changed my life. It was not me. It was not more degrees. It was not more talent. It was not getting more talent. It was not me positioning myself um, with people. That's not what it was. It was me accepting Jesus Christ, understanding I was completely new, getting revelation of who God was to me as father. And then um, my life began to change the more that I began to be in pursuit of God. If that is you today and you have never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, or maybe you just want a fresh start, I want you to make this statement of faith. Um, I, I want you to make this statement of faith. And as you make this statement of faith, then what I want you to turn around and do um, is um, send me an email to info at justbeinglmj.com. And what I'm going to do is send you some resources and materials because I want to continue to recite to disciple you. So if that's you, repeat after me, dear Jesus, I'm in need of a savior. I'm asking you to come into my heart to take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com, and we're going to send you some resources and we're going to send you some materials. I love you. God loves you. I love you. But God loves you so much more. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Someone needs to experience the love of God. And the only way they're going to encounter him is through you. I'll see you back here in the morning, 6 a.m. Um, bring somebody else in. I love y'all. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.